0: Warning. The Long in the Boot podcast contains sarcasm, irony, logic, and occasional facts. Opinions expressed by guests of Long in the Boot are those of the individual and do not reflect the opinions of any corporate or government entity. Due to the use of freedom of expression and those other pesky God-given rights, adult supervision is recommended. Please listen thoughtfully. and welcome to another episode of the long in the boot podcast i am your host glenn long coming to you from the heel of the boot better known as southwest louisiana and i am joined today by the lovely deborah long how you doing deb
1: hello i'm fine have you been good i have well
0: yeah, most, yeah well it, you were mostly. sick last it's, week
1: it's but, been a, a covid uh, roller coaster it, here.
0: It's, it's it's been a little weird this week and uh We were going to be having a show about uh, hurricanes in Louisiana, uh, Habs and I. However, I'm waiting for results from a particular medical test, so Habs could not join me today. So I will subject the lovely Deborah to my possible illness, maybe.
1: Uh, Yeah, well...
0: If you have uh, a any... Because
1: my results are back and I'm not positive that that should tell you that you're probably okay but Well I'm course. still sick but Yeah, yeah. There are other illnesses apparently besides COVID. I know, right. <laughs> yes. If
0: you'd like to call and talk about any other illnesses that you might have, the number is <laughs> 337-502-9011. Or you can email me your symptoms and I'll make up something about what you're probably feeling or what you've been infected with. I'll Google it and tell you. (laughs) That email is longintheboot at gmail.com. And the website, as always, www.longintheboot.com. And, yes, it has been a weird kind of week. Uh, My wife, Deb, you might know her. She's sitting right there. Hi, Deb.
1: Hello, I'm a captive audience here. Uh, yeah, you're being participant. Fo-
0: being forced to do this because I don't want to have a a week off, um, and you don't want to do it alone. And I, I, well, I could do it alone, but man, how how boring would that be for all the people that are listening? Anyway, last week, yeah, last week and just a little bit of the week before, uh, Deb was very sick, 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 sick. And we thought the worst. She had every kind of symptom that goes along with COVID nineteen.
1: That's true. Except well except for fever. Except the fever and a cough. So my doctor said, Go get tested.
0: You need to get tested because it's viral.
1: And I had a week before school. And at that started. time I felt great. Yeah, you were fine. So the the night before Friday, of course, for our parish was the first teacher day at school, which I participated in from the comfort of my own office online, uh, while you went and got your test because you woke up that morning I with woke the same up, symptoms. Uh,
0: this past Friday, very sick, same exact symptoms that Deb had. I have no idea what it was. I went to go get a COVID test as well. And of course
1: while you were getting while years.
0: I was getting my COVID test literally at the exact same time I was having that swab shoved down my nose and throat. Mm-hmm. Uh Deb let me know that her COVID test was negative. So I don't know what I've got. It's probably not COVID, which well, is
1: unless my test was wrong.
0: Unless her test was a yeah. false negative. Oh. Now, if I get a positive, then it could be a false.
1: Yeah. How do you know? It's Schrodinger's virus. It, it
0: is Schrodinger's virus. It is. Everyone's either had it or not, but you won't know until you open the box.
1: You know what? The whole world understands how stupid this whole thing has been. It's
0: been pretty <laughs> it's, stupid. I uh I'm I'm just tired of it. That's
1: the oh, only certainty I've had throughout this entire thing is how really dumb this has been.
0: Yeah, you, know, you remember they used to say the only thing you could be certain of was death and taxes. Yes. And the stupidity of this virus.
1: Apparently, it, it is a terrorist act. We have been terrorized. The whole world's been terrorized by this. So if you want to blame China, then they're the terrorist, I guess. It's the China virus. No. The it Kung flu. Well, he's the other he's the other one to take the blame, although he rejects blame.
0: Well, he, he doesn't deserve any blame for a virus like this. What would a president other than Trump have done? I don't think it would really be. I don't think the response would have been that different at the beginning. Now, you can talk about the response since.
1: Yeah, you could pinpoint. But I don't know since, that
0: yeah. anything would be different. He stopped flights into this country from yeah. China.
1: Hindsight.
0: Really quickly. And of course, was excoriated by by many in in the media at for the doing time, it at yes. the time. At yeah, the saying time. it was a you know the wrong thing to do. So, but you can look up any of that stuff and do it for yourself. I'm so tired of it. I'm tired of all the Facebook posts about yes, yes. Uh, COVID and politics, and I'm tired of everything.
1: Yes. <laughs> I'm just uh, tired. I'm, and I'm sure. I mean, there I'm are there are a lot of people game. that we know that <laughs> that have. <laughs> Actually, had the virus, and we yes. and, and people that we know that have lost people, and that's the tragedy of all of this. And
0: it is a tragedy. In the end, that's really what it comes down to. Is yeah. this is a gigantic tragedy for everybody? Yeah, uh, people who've lost jobs, people whose jobs won't come back, uh, people who will get evicted because they have no money coming in. There's going to be so many different yeah, ramifications repro- yeah. from this. It's it, I don't know that it's going to be done. Really, I think we're going to see this continue whether we get a vaccine or not i think the virus is probably yeah. just going to have to burn through the world i don't know that we're going to be able to really fully stop it even fauci said the vaccine would probably only be about 50 percent effective yeah and the flu vaccine is only 60 percent effective yeah, so, on a
1: good year. yeah on a good
0: year yeah on a good so year so don't you know don't count on it uh but anyway enough about that we're going to get to hurricanes habs and i yes next time we get together I'm sure my COVID results will be negative and then we can do a podcast yeah, about
1: perhaps you can start school
0: hurricanes and I can actually go to work. I, I was so looking forward to getting yes, started I get to, go to get knocked down on the very first day, but I didn't want to risk anybody I work with with no, this nasty, no. whatever it is. And by the way, it's still pretty nasty. It's at least it's not COVID. Although if it was, and I've survived then at least I'd be done with it, but yeah, yeah. You know. yeah well. Yeah, but even somebody we work with is uh, being bugged yes, by it right now. Me. I
1: know school hasn't even begun with uh, students, and, and we've already got the fear, I guess. The fear. <laughs> the fear. The great fear. Although we all had our meeting as per normal. I just did it here.
0: Right. And the kids will be coming back to school on the 24th in Calcasieu. For us, yeah. In Calcasieu Parish. We're at another. In Beauregard.
1: Um, the, I think our those well, they, kids start this week, this I week, believe. Yeah.
0: So, Here we go.
1: That's it. Here we are. Here we go.
0: The undiscovered country, kids. Let's see what happens. I wanted to go ahead and talk today about an incident in Louisiana, though, that came up this past week or so, and it happened at Tulane University. Yeah,
1: was this what you were going on about? You were up in arms about this. I did not read the story, so.
0: I was up in arms about this, and, and it sort of ties into a past episode we did about cancel culture. Yes. And Tulane recently canceled a talk by an author of a book that is technically an anti-racism book, but students didn't want him talking at Tulane because they said the event was quote-unquote violent, even though the event hadn't happened. I don't know how an event that hasn't happened could be violent. It was a pre-crime. It was a pre-crime, that's right. And it has to do with an author by the name of Edward Ball. And most of you have not heard of Edward Ball. In fact, it's a good possibility that no one's heard of Edward Ball. I've
1: heard of Reggie Ball.
0: (laughs) Best fried chicken ever. <laughs> Here you go. Um, in uh, the book, it's called Life of a Klansman. And Edward Ball is the author, and he deals with white supremacists by actually investigating the life of someone he is related to. Edward Ball is not from Louisiana, but the person he's writing about is. Okay. But he was supposed to come to Tulane to talk about this book. And basically, he traces the histories of, of people in this book that he's related to, especially his racist great-grandfather who joined the Ku Klux Klan after the Civil War. Just so you know, this is not a book that's that controversial for most people. Okay. The book has been praised. In fact, uh, Edward Ball wrote a previous book about uh, slaves in his family. His family owned slaves.
1: Okay. And that
0: book was praised as well by everyone.
1: Oh, wait praised by
0: new york times of, of, every book what publisher persuasion
1: were they caucasian reviewers um they were both oh okay
0: uh his previous book was called a slave in the family and what he discovered was his ancestors in south carolina more than three thousand slaves were born on their plantation wow and he found some of the ancestors of those slaves and created a tapestry around that talking to them about what it you know, oh, how it affected them and been, what their yeah, lives have been. And did
1: they even know, I would think, in many cases.
0: In many cases, they had no idea. Yeah. And that book was praised far and wide by by black folks, white folks. Okay. I would assume all manner of folks.
1: How it, long in between the two books?
0: I think I want to say it's been about four years. I okay. don't actually have that information. But you know what? Because I am quick— I can probably find out. Slaves in the Family was the name of it. It was published in 2014. Okay. So this book is 2020. So it's been about six years.
1: So during. So what was his research for this book?
0: This book actually goes back to a grand, like I said, a great great grandfather that he discovered in his, I guess, in his records. He was going through his own records. So Tulane University had asked him to come and talk about you know, the research and all of the things that that were associated with the book. Obviously, there's a lot to unpack there, and it's the time is right to discuss these things, to discuss history, because obviously it's a history of the United States as well as a history of his own family. The New York Times hailed it as a haunting tapestry of interwoven stories that inform us not just about our past, but about the resentment-bred demons that are all too present in our society then as well as today. And the anti-racism scholar Ibram Kendi participated in a virtual discussion about it with Ball. Tulane University was slated to host another such event with Ball. So he's already done this once. Oh, okay. And he was going to do it uh, with Lydia Hobbs, the assistant professor of geography and African-American studies at Tulane. The event was supposed to take place, but the university opted to postpone it after outrage from students who insisted that the event was, quote, not only inappropriate, but violent towards the experience of black people in the Tulane community and our country.
1: Okay, well, I'd want to know how many students actually came together. We to don't get that it. information, and obviously. Were those students, had they actually read the book or did they just see the title and... They have about. not
0: read the book. You know that people like this do not read the book.
1: Because, you know, headlines, they, they can really get you upset.
0: Well, is there violence in the story that he tells? Yes. Well, because they're Klansmen yeah, and that's and what they do. That,
1: that's the result.
0: Other members of the quote-unquote Tulane community said it was harmful and offensive and demanded the cancellation. Others said even further that whoever scheduled the event should apologize and And be fired. Oh, wow. Cancel culture. Oh, wow. It's not enough for someone to say, oops, sorry. Uh, Sorry, I made
1: a mistake. Nope,
0: you've got to ruin their life.
1: Sorry, I couldn't read your your thoughts and know that you were going to be upset by this when...
0: The comments were made by Tulane students, graduates, as well as employees. The feedback on this book was so unhinged that you might wonder, well, maybe they thought that the book was actually written by a Klansman.
1: Well, that's what I mean. I feel like they they probably read the the, uh, title and responded to that.
0: Well, that's the weird thing. You could understand people getting upset if they thought – well, he was a Klansman, Yeah, and he's written this and book, like, and I don't want and, to hear yeah, his... Yeah, we're
1: not going to have David Duke up there, and,
0: no, nobody and Twitter wants. won't even no.
1: have David Duke now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Twitter Farm. rejected you.
0: Hey, former candidate for governor of Louisiana. Ooh,
1: Louisiana, man, we just rocked. He came
0: close, very <laughs> yeah. close.
1: It was a different time, Mr. Long. It was a different time.
0: Well, I think we chose... Uh, did we did Edwin Edwards again because of that? I think we did, we, maybe.
1: We'd take the criminal that... Spent time in jail. Better the devil you know there, than the yeah. devil you don't. Well, um,
0: So, turns out, though, these people all knew what the book was about.
1: Oh, okay. I was going to say, w- wouldn't you just Google it? Go read some reviews? Try to find out you what it Google was about? It? Even, I mean, if what I don't want <laughs> <if speak laughs> to read the whole book, because, you know, that's a lot of commitment. So, <laughs> I just want to make my decision quickly. Read some reviews.
0: Um, let me read a, a quote here from someone who actually... Knew what the book was about Okay, and complained oh, about the event. An
1: educated person.
0: The last thing we need to do is allow someone who is even reflecting on the hatred of their ancestors to speak about white supremacy, even if their efforts come from a place of accountability. This is a person who knew what the book was about.
1: Clearly. Well, okay, so we're not even allowed to apologize or try to <laughs> to, to clarify things.
0: Here's another quote from a member of student government at Tulane. There is nothing that a book on white supremacy written by the descendant of a Klansman can do to promote or influence an anti-racism atmosphere.
1: So no, no lessons to be learned here.
0: If you are the descendant of a white supremacist, and you write a book on how evil that was, you're you're not helping. (laughs) What?
1: (laughs) Maybe they're upset. Oh, I know. If he donated his his, uh, earnings from that book to, um, I don't know.
0: Well, not to be outdone by Instagram, Twitter, and whatever else people got upset about, the Tulane student government wrote an official letter to the administration. All right. Quote, on behalf of the entire student body,
1: the entire student body, every single person signed on for this.
0: Right. Undergraduate student government vice president Ingeborg Hyde and liberal arts student government president Amanda Krantz demanded the events cancellation with this quote, an apology is the first step in undoing the harm you have caused many members of the community, but is in no way the last. In the current political atmosphere, it is imperative that we are all actively anti-racist, and endorsing speakers like these is anti-ethical to the anti-racist work being done by students, faculty, and staff on our campus.
1: Well, that's not a clear conversation then. You're not really...
0: And remember who the other person was going to be in this event. It was somebody who teaches African-American, African-American studies.
1: So it would have been an interesting discussion. And
0: probably most likely, although I don't know for sure because it's I'm not. lazy and I didn't look it up, but I'll bet you that it was an African-American professor.
1: Um, Probably so, because I don't know that you're allowed to be a white professor teaching African-American studies in this current social climate.
0: I've always wondered about that. What if you're from South Africa and you're white? <laughs> Are you allowed to call yourself an African-American Poli- since anyway. those
1: since <laughs> those officials um, are speaking for every single member of that campus, my question then would be: Was there anybody that did support him? Did was there any?
0: Well, the the student govern or the the administration supported the event, but still postponed it. They didn't cancel it; they postponed well, it. They caved. They caved. <laughs> That's <laughs> they absolutely caved right. In. Now remember, this is a book that NPR, NPR,
1: uh, yeah, the a bastion liberal. of liberalism
0: said was resonant and important. The New Republic, also the wokest of magazines, said <laughs> that Ball builds a psychological portrait of white supremacy, which then radiates outward and across time to explain the motives and historical background behind racist violence.
1: To better understand what we're dealing with. But
0: we've got college students at yes, Tuane, yes. A, a school that is not cheap, by the way, who think it's their duty to prevent anyone from learning history. Yes. That's yes. what bothers because me. Because
1: they're upset.
0: Because for but some reason it upsets them. Specifically, what is the
1: harm that they have? I mean, they keep saying these general terms like harm, violence. What, But specifically, what has been the problem? I, I mean, are they losing money? Are they— Hurt physically, just it's all emotional.
0: The student government, yeah, that's it's it's all emotional. Clearly, because that's almost always what this is.
1: So they've been traumatized. By, they've been traumatized by, the, by, the, by the, prospect, the
0: violence of the words in the book that they haven't read.
1: By the prospect of even this man coming on campus and, right. and telling the story. Now
0: the author. And uh, Hobbs.
1: Well, wait. Did they?
0: They didn't comment on this at all.
1: Are they being forced to go to this event?
0: No, no. They were going to be paid to go.
1: No, no. The, the students.
0: Oh no, the students like, would You be, know, here's if you the don't kicker. Like it, it was going to be watch it. Right. Well, especially in this case, because it was going to be conducted online. He can't go no, in person so and have they a don't crowd. Have to sign on. So it's not like they even have to get on their computer. They can just avoid it.
1: Don't use your bandwidth, <clears> people. <laughs> just say that's no. right.
0: Don't don't use your bandwidth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that, that's not fair to students then who don't have the proper uh, technology. <laughs> well,
0: I just find it crazy in this time we live in, where we're all supposed to, you know, do the work and become unracist here's a guy who's coming along saying yes racism exists it, it is, actually it happened and, and it, this is uh, how it affected my family yeah. and how it affected other members and, because and, he's not just writing about himself and his grandfather yeah, no I think he's it's writing really about the people that were injured yeah. by the actions well, I, of his grandfather I, I see
1: it very interesting to trace those families and see where those those descendants are now and were they aware of the situation and and you know do you feel like you've been affected by this and what are the effects and
0: when when Tulane postponed the event on Twitter and Instagram, because where else would you postpone an event, one former graduate was disappointed with the decision, the decision and said so. The associate director of Tulane's admissions office responded, well, why don't you go cry about it?
1: Wait, he was back up I'm he was not.
0: upset about the cancellation.
1: Oh he was upset okay so and the admissions
0: was, officer said well why don't you go cry about it
1: Wow, who's being sensitive now?
0: I know it's it's the craziest story Louisiana hello um, <laughs> you,
1: these these people bullied bullied them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now let's not forget by the way that Tulane University's uh, Black Student Union has released a list of demands. That include the enactment of zero tolerance for offensive language, as well as reparations for students who suffer emotional trauma from events like this.
1: But the event didn't happen.
0: But it could have. And then people would have been hurt by the violence inherent in the words.
1: (laughs) Yes, the violence inherent in the system.
0: What What you're seeing, though, is really just a matter of it's a form of fascism.
1: Well, and he was tracing the violence inherent in the system. He, he was, was showing us how it how it it stemmed from the the slavery.
0: The very idea that he would be allowed to speak, they consider it an act of violence against marginalized students.
1: Well, did they offer up any suggestions of alternate speakers?
0: No, oh. no, no. Oh, okay. This was the thing is you got to understand the book is right now it's in the top ten. At Amazon, yeah. as well as it's in the top ten reading list of the New York Times. Oh, um, New York,
1: though. I mean, come on. Yeah, Two but, lanes really far from New York. Look,
0: look, here you go. This is Walter Isaacson from the New York Times. He he is the reviewer at the New York okay. Times. He's been around forever.
1: Okay, wait. Well, he's he's an old white man.
0: Yeah, but he writes beautifully. Yeah, well, he's listen. Listen how he described the book. <laughs> this is the book that caused violence with its words. A haunting tapestry of interwoven stories that inform us not just about our past, but about the resentment-bred demons that are all too present in our society today. The interconnected strands of race and history give balls, entrancing stories, a Faulknerian resonance. Ooh. Man, yeah. that, is, that is quite the review coming yeah. from the liberal rag, the New York Times. Wow. Okay. And I use that term jokingly. I don't wow. think it's a rag, although I don't read it. 'Cause you know yeah, it's New and York. I, and I I don't need to read it.
1: I'm not paying for uh, I can just
0: watch the news and I'll hear what the New York Times had to say about things. Oh. <laughs> That's right.
1: What are you implying, sir?
0: The Washington Post named it one of the best books of summer. The the number of reviews for this thing, they go on and on and on. And not one bad review from any of the mainstream media about this book, which did you dig ought to...
1: really deep though to try to find a bad review? Well, I did,
0: but you know what's really weird? Even at um, the website called The Root, which is an African-American website, yeah, okay. they even praised the book.
1: Wow. All right. So
0: it really tells you a lot about where we are on college campuses right now. What we have is we have a situation where free speech – ignore the free speech of my puppy. We have an issue where free speech is under attack
1: Oh, absolutely!
0: by people – Who are supposed to be the most tolerant, they think.
1: Well, they think.
0: They think. But in fact, they are the least tolerant amongst us. If you are trying to shut down somebody's words because they make you uncomfortable, you are the intolerant one.
1: Yes, it's you.
0: When I can remember one time in school asking a teacher why we had to let people go on TV who were like, Mm Klansmen. They used to have them on talk shows a lot of times. They um, would, um, like, Geraldo was a good um, example where they had Phil
1: Donahue. Phil Donahue was another one. They were
0: daytime talk shows, and in fact, the Geraldo one turned into a melee at one point. Yeah, it turned
1: into a fight. I remember that. Oh,
0: that was great because Geraldo got hit in the face with a chair.
1: The seventies.
0: But I asked a a teacher, you know, why did why do they allow these things? He goes, Well, you have to let those people out in the light. Otherwise, they continue their work in the dark, yeah. and that makes them far more dangerous.
1: Absolutely. And and you need people to be able to see and make their own judgment. Well, these people were making judgments for the entire Tulane campus.
0: Right. And there may have been people that wanted to actually hear this guy speak. I, yeah. It would sounds like something I would be interested in hearing. Uh, I've already bought the book. I can't wait to read it. I haven't had time to read it yet, but I'm definitely going to read it. I don't
1: think it. I even know you.
0: Oh, I know. I'm a racist yes, wanting to read this book. <laughs> Some of it sounds really interesting. I did I did a quick synopsis of the book. I read that and I didn't realize that in New Orleans after the Civil War, disgruntled former servicemen formed anti or they formed racist clubs because they didn't like what was happening during Reconstruction.
1: So, former soldiers for, former, former soldiers who soldiers. were wanting to oh, keep okay. who yeah.
0: wanted to keep African Americans in their place.
1: Yeah, keep the system in place.
0: Guess where they formed their clubs? Fire departments. Really? Yes. Uh, after the Civil War, right. fire departments became the,
1: the- The bastion of of disgruntled yes. <laughs> white, former white soldiers.
0: <laughs> and and these, these fire departments became incredibly racist, and they would often help start riots.
1: So inherent in the system. Yes. They're, they're, and
0: there were a couple of riots in New Orleans that cost the lives of a lot of people that were kind of started by <laughs> these firemen oh, no. who were also Klansmen. And, uh, so I, I'm, is that thunder?
1: That is thunder. That's why your dogs are so upset.
0: Oh no. Okay. Well, sun's we, may out ha- though. we may have to, uh, that that's worse. We, we may have to call <laughs> it, we may have to call it before long. Well, I'm going to have to anyway, cause my throat, I just want to cough and, uh, and sniff
1: and sniffle.
0: Yeah. And I feel like, like, you know, yeah, yeah. Not great. Oh, well, I feel, I feel terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, but anyway, so. It's still alive and well. Censorship is still alive and well in Louisiana. And we're going to have to uh, keep dealing with these kind of stories, I guess. And I don't know when it comes to an end. That's my biggest fear.
1: By age, we have about 20 to 30 years and then we're done. So it doesn't matter. Well, (laughs) what
0: bothers me about this kind of thing is when people start doing this and they start taping the mouth shut of people they don't agree with. Yeah. It's not about the government censoring people. It's about people censoring themselves because yeah, rather than speak, and... speak out on something you feel passionately about, you mm-hmm. will just shut up or, and we see this on Facebook and in social media, you will go to a group that mirrors what you believe.
1: Yeah. And that's it.
0: Cause then you're safe. Yeah. You can say anything you want because everybody, everybody in that group is going to agree same. with you. And so that's, that's my fear. Cause I see it on Facebook. Now I can tell
1: oh, absolutely. how people have sort of, they, built, they, built these
0: bubbles yeah. and these echo chambers where they only hear. Well, what and Facebook they agree enables
1: with. that too because the only people you're actually seeing. I mean, if you have somebody tried to friend request me today, a former student, and I always go and look at their page before I before I accept, right? Just because sometimes it's a fake.
0: Well, and you have a public an and you have a public face, well, and you work yeah, for a, a school the government board and the school Well, board.
1: anyway, so this the student, former student, has more than four thousand friends. But when I go to her page, it seems as if she's selling things, you know, like she's got a business going, which is great and everything. Yeah. But I haven't seen her one time and I've got a lot of similar, you know, we have a lot of friends in common. So you would think that I would have at least seen her somewhere along the line, but Facebook, they group people. I mean, you know, of all the friends you have, how many do you actually see? And, well,
0: we can see it even. I, one of the weird things that we talk about all the time is if if you post something, I yes, don't see it. You, it I have come, to actively you, yes, go look for it.
1: Yes. Same for my children. I, yeah. I don't see Scarlet or Coda. The people I, I am related to it. by yes. blood, I have mm-hmm.
0: to actually put into the search field yes, to go see to their, their see wall, yeah. which is really weird.
1: And some people that were close to you, you unfollow because yeah, you well, don't need to see all the stuff sometimes. And, sometimes. And, and,
0: and while we're on the subject of Facebook and I know uh, it's beating a dead horse still, that horse is there. It's not much. No, left, that
1: horse is having a, it, it's in the race, it's a,
0: <laughs> but look, if you're posting stuff, please look it up, check the veracity of the post before you post it. Unless it's, you know, silly. Yes. But some of these things that I've seen oh, with yeah. a new study says that. and No, it doesn't. Well, and I, while we're on that subject, too, <laughs> the, the the conspiracy theory thing with the, the pedophiles, uh, you know, come on.
1: Oh, I don't I'm know.
0: sure there's something going on with some people, but I don't think every single person in Hollywood is somehow connected to Jeffrey to, to Epstein. This. Okay. Yeah.
1: I and, saw uh, movies like that, though. Yeah. <laughs> They're all having these uh, these uh, séances yeah, in red, their basements, red robes, and, yeah, and a big and giant table and, with yes. a pentagram
0: on it. Yeah, yeah. that's that's it. It that's always exactly.
1: comes down to that, doesn't and it? And it's
0: the Illuminati and the and the Council on Foreign Relations. And, you
1: know, you know, it's because of the Omen. I read it when I was a kid, and
0: and Colonel Sanders with his wee beady <laughs> eyes. Oh my lord! Anyway, so enough about that. Yeah. I do I do want to touch on two things real quick. One Louisiana related. The other Texas-related, but I want to go into this thing about uh, Louisiana. We uh, had a case where a man, the Louisiana Supreme Court has decided that a black man should stay in prison for the rest of his life because of his horrible, horrible crime. Do you know what his horrible crime was?
1: No, Glenn, tell me.
0: I, well, I will, Debbie. Um, his his crime was he tried to steal some hedge clippers. Oh. Yep.
1: Um, like from a neighbor or from a store
0: uh, from, it doesn't actually say I'm going to assume a store uh, more than 20 years ago a black man was given a life sentence yeah. for stealing a pair of hedge clippers
1: how valuable were they
0: they were really nice hedge clippers
1: electric <laughs> or manual
0: <laughs> last week the Louisiana Supreme Court denied that man a request to have his sentence reviewed People? Citing prior bad acts.
1: So they won't even look at it? Oh, it was a three strikes and you're out?
0: Exactly. We're three strikes. Habitual we're still offender. That? Oh, my God. Of the seven justices on the bench, only one thought his case should be looked at.
1: Wow.
0: It was the black judge. She's the only wow. one on the, on the Louisiana Supreme Court who is black. And she is also the only one who thought his case should be looked at again. Well, you
1: know what? Those two Lane students need to hurry up and graduate and become judges so that we can uh, rectify this.
0: Fair Wayne Bryant was 38 years old when he was arrested in Shreveport, Louisiana. He has now spent 23 years at Angola.
1: 23 years.
0: That's right. And, of course, Angola is the America's largest maximum security prison. Chief Justice Burnett Johnson was the lone voice of dissent. She said that uh, this was systemic racism working in real time. Mr. Bryan has spent nearly 23 years in prison and is now over 60 years old. Let him go. Here it goes. If he lives another 20 years, which is quite possible, Louisiana taxpayers will have paid more than $1 million to to incarcerate him for his failed effort to steal a set of hedge clippers.
1: So he wasn't even successful getting the clippers. Nope. Wow.
0: Uh, His crimes, a robbery of a cab driver, he got 10 years in prison for that. Okay. And the other crime was forging a check. Wow. And And so
1: the the robbery, was that at gunpoint? I mean, was there a weapon used? I'm looking to see. uh,
0: Because generally that's going to change. His first crime which he committed in 1979. I don't know how old he would have been then. Okay. That one was armed robbery. Okay. He served 10 years. Oh, he
1: did serve his he time. He served for his that. time for okay. that. One.
0: His other crime included uh forging a check and then he also broke into a house and stole personal property. Okay, so And then the hedge clippers mm-hmm. in 1997, yeah. so 20 years yeah. after Now Could you make the argument that he's a habitual offender? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I suppose. But I can't really make the argument that he deserves to spend his entire life in prison for trying to steal hedge clippers. But they use the habitual offender laws, which, by the way, Louisiana has those laws. But they are modeled on the very same laws that your presidential candidate, Joe Biden, Mm -hmm. got passed uh, across the nation. Mm. So habitual offender laws, that's there you go. So you know he's the guy who says we need to reform uh do you
1: find it funny that the, that our two candidates are both just old old white men <laughs> they are pretty old the system is going I still
0: on. and I think I think I speak for all of America okay when i say please lord god give us the debates oh yeah I think the debates could, in fact, be the ultimate drinking game. <laughs>
1: Every comedian out there will <laughs> be oh, glued to their TV. Oh man,
0: just one debate, please! Oh, yes. Please give us a debate. That show will be amazing.
1: Those press briefings. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, yeah, that's what COVID <laughs> has given us: the press briefing. And we
0: already had uh, this week. I got. I hate getting into national politics, but. Uh, Joe Biden this week talking about how all black people think the same and that Latinos are diverse. And you can go look that up. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing. I saw that. I saw that clip. I'm paraphrasing yeah. in a big way. But he, that's what he said. He yeah, said it. Yeah. He did. And wow.
1: Well, student government for Tulane speaking for every yeah. student on <laughs> campus. So, you know, hey, um, we
0: need
1: to we need to learn how to speak in generalities. <laughs>
0: The case with uh, Johnson, the only way now that he can get out of prison is if the case goes to the U.S. Supreme Court.
1: Okay.
0: Now, at the same week, Louisiana did release a man who was serving a life sentence for selling $30 worth of weed 10 years ago. Okay. So So he was a habitual offender, but his were all nonviolent drug offenses. Yeah. So they did let him out.
1: Well, it's kind of hard to hold people in prison now when marijuana is pretty much okay not everywhere. in
0: Louisiana
1: well, medical marijuana is fine, so it's only going to be a step to you know get to to full legalization across the country before we're dead, yeah, before we die, and that'll probably happen because of economics.
0: It may very well it's uh you know I
1: mean we need new industry, hey
0: well. The uh, reservations, the 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 Indian reservations. Oh yeah, they can pretty much do it if they want to. Okay. So
1: well, so if the casinos we'll, have to we'll stay shut down, you <laughs> need to get a crop in the ground.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: Um. And what was your last story? Uh,
0: the last one is Texas. It's Amber Geiger. You remember Amber Geiger? I think y'all might remember her. She was the mm-hmm. cop in Dallas. Who went in the wrong apartment and uh, murdered a man who was in his, his yeah, apartment his eating ice apartment, cream? Sitting
1: on the couch eating ice cream. Yes, yeah, I and, remember that. And
0: she said that, you know. I did. I thought it was my apartment, and immediately shot some guy. Even though you would think, when she walked into the apartment, she might have noticed that it wasn't hers. The,
1: the decoration was not the same. And it was on.
0: A, it was on a different floor, by the way. Yes. Yeah, Listen, I was, forget she had. She had, to, she had way... to climb extra extra stairs. Well,
1: you know, Glenn, women are just terrible at directions.
0: That's right. They have no spatial ability whatsoever. <laughs> Everybody knows that. That's she... why women can't fly airplanes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. We know a navy pilot.
0: Women can't fly. It's a fact. Okay.
1: <laughs> bears. Bears smell the menstruation. That's
0: right. You can't have women in combat because bears smell the menstruation. Oh, I'm glad you said it, not me. Send your emails to <laughs> longattheboot at gmail.com. And if you'd like to call and give Deb a hard time, that number again is 337 337- Five zero two nine zero one one. I'll be sure she hears it. I
1: reject anyway. Any of that.
0: Back to Amber Geiger, the woman who apparently could shoot straight. Um,
1: oh, what? Oh, well, I read that book, The Gang Who Couldn't Shoot Straight. Yeah, I know. That's
0: what I was referencing. Okay. It was. It was uh, a. It was a joke, not a good one. I, I admit it.
1: <laughs> we don't often have good ones. I'm
0: sick, man. I can't. I can't be held responsible for anything that I say right now. Okay. I feel terrible. Okay. So let me wrap wanna this up. I want to hear
1: Amber's quote because this is just priceless.
0: Oh, it's it's wonderful. She she was found guilty, by the way, of, of murdering
1: that poor 26
0: year old Botham Jean in his own apartment. She was sentenced to 10 years in prison. Which that's it. Yeah. Apparently, wow. she. Should, good thing she didn't steal hedge clippers. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> anyway. Geiger's attorneys are appealing her case because 10 years is just too darn much for murdering a man. And Geiger's attorneys say that the evidence originally submitted in the case were legally insufficient to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that Geiger committed murder. They said she was confused about her location because of the third and fourth floors. They look identical. Her mistaken belief negated the culpability for murder because although she intentionally and knowingly caused Jean's death... She had the right to act in deadly force in self-defense, <laughs> since her belief that deadly force was immediately necessary and was reasonable under the circumstances. No, that's their appeal.
1: That's the appeal. So, just <laughs> no responsibility. I don't. Ha- I have a responsibility that I shot him, but not for why I shot him.
0: Well, let's recap. She was on the wrong floor. Mm-hmm. She went into the wrong apartment. There was a black man sitting on a couch eating ice cream, and she shot him in the heart.
1: Yeah, um, and she's not responsible for that.
0: And now she's trying to say self-defense.
1: Uh, well, was she lactose I, intolerant. I, I thought her point was <laughs> that the apartment complex was responsible in some way as well. Well,
0: that's what they're saying as well. Yeah, that's part of that her it appeal. It was a
1: confusing apartment complex, and and the
0: appeal also argues that she's not responsible for murdering Gene because the apartment building had an absurd design <laughs> and an incompetent management. That led her to ignore all the signs that it wasn't his apartment.
1: Or her apartment.
0: Or her apartment, yeah.
1: How long had she lived there, do we know?
0: Uh, you know, it doesn't say. I know that the Jean family... Was she uh, drunk? Of, of the, well, that's never come out. That's I've, I've still wondered that for quite some time. But I'm assuming if she had been drunk, that would have come out. But we don't know how long they waited to do a breathalyzer on it. No. They may have waited until she was sober. Uh. Meanwhile, the Jean family attorney says this appeal flies in the face of Geiger's show of contrition at her sentencing for the murder. Yeah,
1: she cried.
0: During which she cried, and boy, Mm -hmm. she did, that was something, and was comforted with hugs from the judge and the victim's brother who said he forgave her. After admitting her crime, she admitted it in court Mm -hmm. and asking their family for mercy, then she goes and files an appeal for a 10 year sentence for murder. I mean, she murdered this guy. All
1: right, I mean, take it. <laughs> take it and feel lucky.
0: It's just it's just nuts. But she's gonna get a hearing, obviously. And so far, she hasn't really hurt seen any prison time.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah. Oh. So right. you apparently, you know, can can do things like that, uh, I guess, if you don't so if I ever make a mistake in Go in somebody else's apartment. I guess it's okay. Yeah, that's Texas, but you know, you know what they say about Texas? It's bigger than Louisiana. Other than that, <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're neighbors. We're neighbors.
0: neighbors. Yeah. They brought us all their COVID after uh, we were doing. You know, we were starting to do pretty well, and then they all came over and brought it to the well, casinos. We sent, we
1: sent them our Rita people, so our Katrina people. Sorry.
0: That's yeah, that's true, and that will come up. And there's uh, my
1: segue. See how I did that? To, <laughs> to, you like that? to the
0: episode that we should have had but couldn't. And that's about it. So, anywho, uh, what have we learned? Well, we've learned that the legal system is still fouled up.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, that uh, there
0: are other diseases besides COVID because I'm suffering from something.
1: It's hard to get a fair shake if you're white.
0: Yes. Um, if you write a book up that is anti-racist, you will be called a racist. Okay.
1: It's hard to get a fair shake if you're black.
0: Or white, apparently.
1: Well, that's what I mean. Both. It, yeah. It just, yeah. Wow. society it's confused it's as confused as this dis- is this disease
0: oh and we didn't talk about it because you kind of need to see it but if you haven't seen the man in underwear <laughs> in,
1: bro walk, in bro
0: bridge walking at the walmart uh he had his mask on
1: he did wear his mask he
0: had his mask on he so he was protecting on. people he, he
1: had his briefs on for a period of time well right? he had his
0: briefs on until they tried to tackle him Boxer I, I think yeah he, i
1: think they pulled him off, i think maybe.
0: they might have he might have stepped yeah. out of them now
1: I don't condone him slapping the poor Walmart worker. No, that, that was, was wrong. That was way uncalled for. That was wrong.
0: I don't care about him walking around in his speedos, but uh, and because he was wearing a mask. And let's face it, if you're wearing a mask, you can pretty much do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. That's right.
1: Well, you you need to go to. Uh was it the Dead Pelican or the... the it's
0: the Dead Pelican. The advocate.
1: The, Maybe it was the Baton Rouge paper. I don't remember, but... That's we'll, where it we'll is. Go watch the clip because... But watch the clip The girls that filmed it, it was awesome. It
0: is awesome okay. in every anyway, possible way. For, anyway, that's about it. It's
1: not a TikTok video. So it's not but a
0: full episode this week because of all kinds of reasons, mostly sickness yeah. and a, a waiting for a COVID result, which I'm hoping is negative, really.
1: Uh, yeah, because otherwise... That's otherwise very you have to stay
0: home for two weeks and...
1: I can't use up all my COVID days now. I've already used one of my 10 days.
0: I know, my precious. And,
1: and you're using, you've used one. And I've you have used may one. Be using, you're going to use two. I'll definitely
0: use two. because we, ha- we don't my, even I have
1: students go. and you're using up our COVID days. I know. Days.
0: My precious COVID days. Oh, my God. I was right. so looking forward to those well, COVID days. Next
1: time we speak, we'll have more information because we'll be back in class with kids. Yeah. I can't wait to see my young people.
0: I can't wait to see the kids either. I I know they must be dying to go to school. Well, not all of them. I'm sure there's a few that would rather stay home and play. Poor
1: choice of words, Mr. Long. What? Dying to go back to school.
0: Oh, man. Ah,
1: this is America 2020. You got to watch your language. Everything (laughs) is up for debate or analysis. I'm probably
0: going to get shut down. Somebody will probably report me.
1: It's a podcast. They don't have to listen.
0: They'll cut off my... They'll cut off my revenue stream.
1: (laughs) You're still going on about that. Oh, man. You know what? People, Mr. Long's people, he doesn't have a revenue stream.
0: Yes, I do. Don't listen to her. She is lying. (laughs) I am making tens of dollars off this podcast.
1: That's why you're going to work. That's right. (laughs) That's why you're going (laughs) to work. Just
0: trying to get to retirement, people. Just trying to get to retirement. Anyway, Habs will be back with me here before too much longer. Thankfully. And Deb won't be forced to sit through another one of these because she really, yeah, don't, don't believe her. She loves it. <laughs> <laughs> Again, one Just... last time, the phone number three, three, seven, five, zero, two, nine, zero, one, one. I got messages this week.
1: Well, I know, but you, you tell people to call you or email you, but you don't ask them anything. What do you want them to say to you? Oh. Ask a question.
0: righty. What kind of question should we ask?
1: Um, all right, well.
0: Tell me who's going to win the national, the presidential election, and why.
1: Oh, all right. Restate that question. That's right. I and I that. want
0: your answer restated. Yes. Because I've got a grammar teacher here, and, and you know how she feels about that stuff, former students.
1: Constructed response, people.
0: <laughs> constructed response. That's right. Restate the question. Really?
1: That's what you want to know, the presidential debate?
0: Yeah, but try to be funny. Cause I'd like to play it oh, on the yeah. air,
1: but appropriate, but
0: appropriate. You know? uh, yeah. I'm trying to keep this thing clean. We don't, yeah. we mean, don't need anybody saying or that word either.
1: Uh, no, none of that.
0: <laughs> you like how I did that? Yeah. I like that. All right. So again, who's going to win the presidential election? Will it be Joe Biden or Donald J. Trump? 9011. Tell me who you think's going to win. Leave your first name. You don't have to give me your full name. First name's enough. And tell me. I think that could be kind of fun, actually. Mm, All right. Email longintheboot at gmail.com. Stop making noise over there, Deb. (laughs) And the website, www.longintheboot.com. Glad y'all were listening. I hope y'all have a very good week. Hope we're all feeling better. And can go back to work. And I hope my COVID result is negative, which I'm sure it will be because Absolutely Deb's so. was negative. Yeah, and I'm so it would be better. really weird if I had it and she didn't. And by the way, if I have it and she doesn't, I'm so going to cough all over her stuff <laughs> because we're going to share it's this not, together.
1: It's shared 35 years of this. If huh? we're, if I,
0: yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> we share everything. Share everything.
1: All right, dear.
0: Better or worse.
1: Goodbye, people.
0: Goodbye, people. Have yourselves a lovely week.